Good morning and welcome to the BSA Morning Miner. It's Friday the 13th of January. I'm joined by Paul Rankin. Paul, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. And the sun is shining. Uh, good to see, but uh, it doesn't look like it'll last through tomorrow. Nope. Okay, let's get into uh, the mining news, which is looking quite varied this morning. Let's start with production figures from Griffin Mining. Yes, that's right. Griffin being the aim quoted uh, zinc producer in uh, actually within China, Q4 and full year production results there. They were impacted this past year by due to the mandatory government imposed COVID lockdowns during the year, as well as the mine's own proximity to Beijing and therefore restrictions on movements of supplies uh, to the mine during the Winter Olympics and during the Party Congress uh, convention that was held last year. So their output overall with the metals volumes was down about 12% on the year, though they did have uh, somewhat higher metal price averages. Uh, So when we see the financials, we should see some uh, uh, significant uh, mitigation in that regard. And uh, there was a monthly production record in December from the Kaijing uh, zinc mine, and it allowed them pro- to proceed or exceed their production guidance uh, for the quarter. So we'll see what they might be able to do going into the next couple of quarters to see whether they can sustain that rate of um, mining and development on zones two and three, which are the real uh, volume uh, bodies uh, in uh, the mine here, because they want to get production throughput to one and a half million tons for this year. Uh, Yeah, but without, um, what with the about turn on zero COVID and no Communist Party conference this year, there should be fewer interruptions um, to production for for the year ahead. Although there are other events and um, conferences in, in Beijing where the government can decide to put in similar restrictions on industry. Um, I, I don't know if there's any plan like that this year. Um, but it should be far less interrupted than last year. Yes, that's um, right. Uh, Caledonia um, has also come out with Q4 full year production numbers. It's now official for Caledonia Mining. They have reached the production milestone that they had set five years ago and have produced uh, over 80,000 ounces from the blanket mine in Zimbabwe. And that's above the top end of their guidance uh, uh, that they had uh, when they first made the decision in order to uh, put in the new deep shaft at blanket. Production uh, was a 19.7% increase on last year's 67,500 ounces, and the quarterly production uh, was up uh, by 13% to 21,000 ounces here uh, on a year on or on a quarter or yeah year on year basis for 2023. They expect uh, also at least 12,500 ounces as uh, from the newly acquired Bilbo's project uh, outside of Bulawayo to the north. Uh, 
uh, which will add to the uh, output, which uh, they're being conservative on blanket with a, a guidance to be slightly lower than 80,000 ounces at this time, uh, but uh, should get them toward the, the um, 100,000 ounces total production for 2023. And they expect uh, mine costs uh, for the combined entity under $1,000 an ounce and all in sustaining cost under 1250 an ounce. Yeah, that new guidance shows they've really hit the top end of, of what can be achieved at, uh, at Blanket for next year, hence the decision to acquire a new asset, I guess. A um, bit more capital spending next year, I think 21 and a bit million dollars planned in total um, across the two assets. So having made the acquisition in the second half of last year, um, took them down to about $6 million of cash at the end of the third quarter um they've highlighted that that capex will be funded from a combination of um cash flow and local bank debt mm -hmm. um one we haven't talked about before i don't think paul uh vanstar yes vanstar tsx listed has a um Joint venture with uh, IM Gold Corp, uh, where Vanstoller holds 25%, IM Gold 75% on a gold project called Nelligan, and it lies uh, 60 kilometers southwest of Shibugamu in uh, Quebec. Uh, key point here is a new resource estimate out um, on the uh, Nelligan deposit uh, has grown it by 63% to 72 million tons indicated 0.85 grams gold per ton so that's 2 million ounces indicated 114 million tons inferred at also a similar grade so that adds uh, 3.25 uh, million ounces uh, and uh, the major increase uh, 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 leads them totally over 5 million ounces, and that would join then the plus 5 million ounce uh, Osisco Mining's windfall deposit, uh, also down in the same area between Valdor and Shibugabu in the Abitibi Greenstone Belt. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, there was another announcement yesterday in Europe, uh, Sweden's LKAB announced the discovery of a uh, well, I guess completion of resource on a, uh, a million ton rare earth oxide um, deposit, which would be the largest in Europe. Um, I think what's interesting there is that they said they could get into production in 10 to 15 years, um, but five if permitting was sped up. I think that neatly sums up the challenges of uh, trying to develop mining projects in Europe. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, and the 10 to 15 years being such a long timeline, uh, the question then becomes is, are the fundamentals of the rare earth market itself in 10 to 15 years time uh, such that the mine would actually be needed by then, uh, particularly if the European uh, 
focus more so than any other region of the world is on uh, uh, building scale and recycling. So we'll see. Mm. Um, and then on the back of Saudi Arabia's future minerals um, conference, uh, two announcements of JVs, one with Barrick um, between Marden and Barrick uh, to explore in the Gulf and a more wide ranging JV with Ivanhoe Electric and Madden uh, to explore for metals for the energy transition. So some tangible results from that first conference. Yes, and they also was an announcement out too that uh, the Saudi government had uh, uh, made a commitment of an initial uh, roughly $3 billion toward a new mining fund as well to go uh, internationally to take minority interests uh, in uh, major uh, projects around the world to diversify the um, revenues that would report to the state itself. Ultimately, they thought it could get as large as a $100 billion fund. So we'll see uh, what kind of success they have with their early uh, investments. Yeah, all becoming very significant. Okay, Paul, um, we'll call it a day there and um, we'll be back next week. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Very good. See you then.